0-2, not the start Sabre fans were hoping for. What, what went wrong on Long Island? Coming up on Locked On Sabres. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of the Locked On Sabres podcast is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app. Use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. We got a game on Long Island to talk about, a week to preview, and what's going on in the Atlantic Division in the first couple games of the season. All ahead here on the show at Sneaky Joe Sports on Twitter at Lockdown Sabres on Twitter as well. You can always get a hold of us on the YouTube channel. Be sure to check us out there. Like and subscribe if you like the show um, in uh, in visual form. Um, we've got a game to talk about. I'm uh, winding down from the Bills win that kind of feels like a loss on Sunday night. It's not been a great weekend for the Buffalo sports fan. Uh, the Sabres with two losses to begin the season. The, the Bills, of course, dropping a game. Not dropping a game. See, there it is. Like In my mind, they lost it. They didn't. But they won a game that they should have won by 30, uh, 14 to 9. Anyways, Sabres podcast, Sabres show. They fall 3 to 2 to the New York Islanders. Their first road game of the season is a loss. We'll go through all the goals, what went wrong, some of the stats of the game as well. And then uh, we'll get to what's going on in the Atlantic Division to kick off the season as well. The Sabres for this week, if you are wondering what they have in store, a Tuesday night game at home. They got a bit of a home stretch here. 7.30 puck drop, Tuesday night against the Tampa Bay Lightning, Thursday night hosting the Calgary Flames, Saturday night Saturday night hosting the Islanders again. That'll be the first black and red game of the year. Black and red, Saturday night, 7 o'clock, and that one should be fun. They'll score at least six goals because they'll be wearing black and red. What went wrong on Long Island? Well, the Sabres actually played pretty well, in my opinion. If you look at some of the overall stats on this game, shot attempts at 5-on-5 five five were 49-49. to 49. Even the uh, scoring chances in this game were 24 to 22 at five on five in favor of the Islanders. High danger chances were nine to six expected goals, 52% for the New York Islanders and 47.9% for the Sabres. So they did fine. They created some chances. They scored on a couple of goals, but there are still issues to look at through the first couple games of the season. We will get to that. But I do want to break down some of these goals one by one because I saw some interesting plays on each of them. And let's start right at the top with the New York Islanders' first goal of the game. And this is a goal where it is not a good look by the Sabres' new acquisition. It's okay. It's one goal, one bad play. But Connor Clifton... He is the reason for Brock Nelson's first goal of the game for the Islanders. The puck bounces over Connor Clifton's stick. He loses a one-on-one battle against Pierre Engvall. I put that goal pretty squarely on his shoulders. Tough break for him. You know, it's a it's a stupid bounce on that ice. Um, but I need him to make a better play when he's in his own end, you know, one-on-one against a, a third, fourth liner in Pierre Engvall. This is Islanders' second goal of the game. If you want to look at that one, that one is a little bit more troubling. The Tage Thompson line. That's one of the issues, I think, through two games. Only two games, but the Thompson line has not looked right. A lot of turnovers, and that happened on this play. Jeff Skinner, who is all over the place with turnovers through the first two games of the year. He has not looked great, in my opinion. He turns it over here, trying to bounce the puck up to Alex Tuck. 
starts going back the other way. And after the Islanders corral the puck, Tage Thompson is late to this play along the wall. And the puck on a weird bounce in front of the net. It's a shot that the Islander forward doesn't get all of. And it goes on unlucky off Connor Clifton and in. Clifton, man, couldn't catch a break in this game. The, the, the puck that jumps over him in the first Islander goal, and then this one, it goes off his leg and into the back of the net. So these are two goals that got the game off on the wrong foot for the Sabres. And, and you know, I in the first period, they're not going to win a lot of hockey games if they're giving up the first goal like that within the first five minutes. It's back-to-back games to start the year where they're giving up the first goal. Don Granato talks extensively about the odds of winning a game when you don't score the first goal they plummet they plummet and it's very important to get that first one and that's two games in a row where they haven't even come close within five minutes the other team has done that and now they're playing from behind throughout the whole game another issue to look at and this again these are two games in a little bit nitpicky you know micro analyzing some of these guys but you know it's the show it's the job through two games not the greatest Devin Levi performances. He's been fine. I'm not telling you he's been bad, and he's had some big saves. The Islander game, he made two, three incredible saves in the third period that kept the Sabres in a tie game before the Islanders ended up scoring, which I wouldn't put on him either. I will trust in the advanced stats on this one because to my eyes, Levi's been fine. To my eyes, Levi's been completely fine. The numbers say it hasn't been great. It's, again, only two games. Got to preface that with everything. He is... He has allowed 1.8 goals above expected through two games. 42nd in the NHL out of 48 goaltenders that have played so far. That's not good enough. You need him to be better. You need him to stand on his head at certain times. But Levi's been good. Now, the positive. In my eyes, Levi's been good. The numbers might not say that. Um, so we'll have to keep tracking that. We'll keep an eye on it. When we come back, I'm going to get to the Sabres two goals. Because the star of the season so far was the third star of this game and was involved on both Sabre goals. We'll get to that when we come back here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. We are presented by the Sleeper app. I love the Sleeper app. I'll be glued to it all Monday night, watching my fantasy lineups on Monday night football. You know, what if Tage Thompson scores a hat trick? What if the Sabres win the Stanley Cup? You want to win 100 times your money, play daily fantasy hockey on the Sleeper app. There are all possible scenarios for this season. But to have a chance of winning big, You need to play Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper. As the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network, Sleeper is our top choice for Daily Fantasy sports, especially Daily Fantasy Hockey. With Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy Hockey contests. With studs like Tage, Skinner, Alex Tuck, other teams, McDavid, Ovechkin, Kel McCarr, Crosby. All you need to do, pick one or more excuse me, pick more or less on stats for these stars. Choose stats like goals, assists, saves, plus minus they even got. You heard me say, fans, 100-time payouts on Sleeper, so start paying attention, get your picks right so you can win big. Use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL. You'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Welcome back. Lockdown Sabres podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Sabres fall 3-2 to two to the New York Islanders on Saturday night. They got a game against Tampa on Tuesday. We'll preview that on the next show uh, ahead of Tuesday at 7.30. 7.30 puck drop. The Sabres get down 2-0 against the Islanders in the first period. Well, they started to work their way 
back. In the second period, they get on the scoreboard at the 415 mark of the second period. Jordan Greenway, who has been a bright light on this team through a couple of games. He's been great, arguably their best forward through two games. Greenway gets the goal, but it wasn't him that started the play and really made the thing go. Zach Benson, who I think has been very strong through two games. We talked about him on our Friday show. There were some hectic moments that Benson had in the opener where it looked like it was the the spotlight was a little big for him, a little bright for him. The penalty that he did, the way he reacted to it, you know, the play that went between his legs that the Rangers put in the back of the net, that was all on him. But all in all, I think Benson has been very strong. The best line the Sabres have had, undoubtedly, I don't even think it's near close, has been the middle stat Benson-Greenway line. They were in on both. Saber goals. Greenway scores his first of the year, assisted by Middlestad and Benson. And that play in the second is completely started by Zach Benson winning a 50-50 battle at center ice. He's an 18-year-old, 159 pounds, but he's at center ice and he's winning a 50-50 battle, tying up the defender's stick, kicking the puck up to himself. And then he carries it into the zone. And what Benson does that makes this play, it's the perfect timing. He's got just enough strength to make this play happen. He cuts to the middle. He takes Adam Pellick and Pierre Engvall with him. He draws them both in to the middle of the ice, and he knows somehow in the back of his head where Casey Middlestead is, that he's breaking down the wing. So he swoops the puck around the defenseman, knows he's taking a hit to make a play, right? He goes down on the play, but he knows, if I get this puck over to the right to Middlestead, I've got these two. Uh, These two I've drawn in. I've trapped them. So if I get this puck to Middlestat, it's a two-on-one. That's exactly what happened. Benson's able to get the pass through, to muscle it through to Middlestat. And then Middlestat just makes the easy pass. He's got Greenway cutting to the net, who's beaten his man. And Greenway, I must say, great deke. Really soft hands on this play. This is a little ba- a little backhand across the face to deke to get it to himself on the backhand and then tuck it away. So a great goal all around. It starts with Benson and it ends, it finishes with Jordan Greenway. The Sabres' second goal of the game, that tied it at the 234 mark in the third period. Early on in the third period, they come out of the third, they're strong, they're on the forecheck, and they get the goal right away. Darlene wraps this puck around the boards. Again, the play begins with Zach Benson. Benson causes havoc behind the net. He draws Scott Mayfield in, and he kind of ties him up so that Okay, the puck is, something's going to happen here. It's either going to go around behind the defenseman, and I'm going to get it, or it's going to go off a foot, and maybe it's going to go out in front of the net. That's exactly what happens. He draws Mayfield in, makes it tough on him to make a play, and what happens? The defenseman makes a mistake because he's being pressured by Zach Benson. Now, Benson also gets an assist on this play, so he ends up on the night with two points, two assists. It's why he was the game's third star. But Benson causes that play, and then a great job by Middlestat. He gathers the puck kind of moves back up towards the blue line, and he puts a backhand past Ilya Sorokin, a very strong goaltender. Uh, a good finish by Middlestat. Great start by Benson on the play. Great finish by Middlestat. That line has been the best line for the Sabres for sure. The Thompson line has been struggling through two games. Dylan Cousins has not looked right to me. In fact, they had to get to him on this third third goal by the New York Islanders. The game winner by New York. It's, to me, squarely on Dylan Cousins' shoulders. Dylan Cousins who I told you I didn't like in the opener. 
turns the puck over at center. And that's what causes the Islanders to enter the zone. Now, Don Grano challenged for offside, ticky-tack play, could have gone either way. Very easily challenged, could have gone the other way. But the puck goes in, and it happened because Cousins turned the puck over at center by trying to make a toe drag, really to no man's land. I don't know where he was trying to go, because there was an Islander forward back-checking that would have caught him. There was another defenseman back there. To me, the easy play he had was chip the puck forward, go get it with the speed he had ahead. Instead, he tries to make a move at center in the neutral zone, turns it over, back come the Islanders. All right, well, now they got the puck in the zone. Darlene ties it up behind the net. He gets it back. Darlene makes a nice defensive play. Gets the puck back for the Sabres. Ties up the forward. He kicks it over to Cousins. Cousins behind the net. Passes it right to Cal Clutterbuck. Right to him. And the puck goes to the point. Adam Pellick takes the shot. Rest is history. Casey Zizekas deflects it in. Pass Devin Levi. Cousins was on him. That third goal. And I have not liked him through two games. I have no worries about him, though. He is a mature player for his age. He's a great player for his age, and I think he's going to bounce back in a big way, but you can't have that from that guy. That guy is too important for this Sabres team to have mistakes like that. In the late stages, the final seven minutes of the third period in a tie hockey game on the road, you can't have one of your star players making a play like that. Back to two plays like that on the same play that caused the puck to go into the back of the net. You need better from Dylan Cousins. Timeout here when we come back. What happened around the Atlantic on the first weekend of the season? Where, How far behind do the Sabres find themselves even two games in before they play Tampa on Tuesday night? That's coming up on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. We are presented by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring Home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Final segment here in the Lockdown Sabres podcast. The Sabres are 0-2. So, two games in. No need to hit the panic button by any means. Yeah, we don't want to do that probably till like a month end maybe. If things continue to go poorly, I don't expect that they will. I think they've played fine in these first two games. You just can't let up that first goal and allow two defensive teams in the Islanders and the Rangers to suck you into the trap. 0-2. They're dead last in the Atlantic. No surprise. Zero points. Minus five goal differential. They're not the only team that's lost their first two. The Florida Panthers have lost their first two games. They have a negative four goal differential. And Florida is worth tracking for regression because they have injuries. No Brandon Montour, no Aaron Ekblad, no Sam Bennett. And Sergei Bobrovsky has been a pretty up-and-down goaltender in the past few years. So Florida, not off to a good start, and we'll have to watch. They are capable, I think, of, of falling behind here early. Tampa has lost two of their first three. Tampa has allowed 14 goals in three games. It's early, but that's the most goals allowed in the NHL. Exactly what we thought could happen with an AHL goaltender in Jonas Johansson, who I might expect the Sabres will see on Tuesday. That's what you're going to find with a with a goalie like that. They've scored 11 goals in three games. They've been fine offensively, but they can't keep the puck out of the back of their net. 
that might be a trend until Andre Vasilevsky gets back. They're one and two, two points in three games. Detroit, Montreal, one win. You know, not I'm not really worried about them too much. They're not even the team I'm walk, watching too much. Ottawa is worth tracking. Ottawa, after dropping their opener, wins their last two. They're now at four points, and they're at 13 goals, which is tied for the league lead. But again, they've played one extra game than a lot of teams, including the Sabres. Plus four, goal differential. Ottawa winning two after losing their opener. They're at four points in three games. Toronto, no surprise, has won their first two. They're four points. And Boston, Bruins just will not die, will they? Not a good sign. I'm really hoping that Boston falls a little bit. I've talked about all summer. They have the worst center group in hockey, in my opinion. And let's see if that comes to fruition. So far, two games, they're doing fine. They're getting by. And they're really doing it without any help from the centers. Who are the guys that have scored their goals? Well, they have three goals from David Pasternak, winger, superstar. They have two goals from James Van Riemsdyk. That I wouldn't expect to keep up but he's a winger. They also have a goal from Trent Frederick, who's been playing on the wing to start the year. Two assists from Brad Marchand. He's a winger. Charlie McAvoy, two assists. He's a winger. In fact, if you look down their center group right now, one assist for Charlie Coyle, one assist for Matthew Poitras through two games. That's it. They're not getting contribution from center, but maybe they have enough to get by. Maybe their wingers are so good, their blue line is so good, and their goaltending is so good to where they can overcome having the worst center group in hockey. I'm sticking with for now that that's true, but we'll see if they can overcome it. Boston, 2-0 to start the season. Um, Chicago and Nashville, you know, take it with a little bit of a grain of salt. They played two bad teams, I should say that, uh, on the Bruins. And they, they're going to get off to a hot start here. If you're watching Boston, if you're tracking them like I am, they are going out west here, but... Western road trip's not going to be hard this year. You know, travel will be tough, but they play San Jose, LA, Anaheim, Chicago in their next four, all on the road. And then Anaheim again, and then Detroit. Like Boston's Boston's first eight games of the season are probably all teams that won't make the playoffs. In fact, most of the eight teams they play to begin the season are going to finish at the bottom of the league. So they are not being tested early on here. They play Toronto on November 2nd, and it really might be that the first month of the year, Boston's going to cruise, and y- you might want to keep an eye on them. That, hey, even if they're, you know, those first eight games I mentioned, if they're 7-1, and one, you might, ha- you do this in football a lot, not as much in hockey. 7-1, and one, but who have you beaten? You haven't beaten anybody impressive. Keep an eye on Boston, but they don't play anybody hard for a while. That's what's going on in our sale across the Atlantic. Next up for you everydayers here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast, we will preview Sabres and Lightning. What will the lineup look like? Tampa so far this year. And what some of the odds look like in this game for the Sabres being at home against a, uh, you know, a hurting Lightning team that's missing their goaltender. That's next in the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.